Facebook relevance score to be replaced with new metrics. Twitter focuses on images and videos. And Facebook is under criminal investigation. It's Monday, March 18th, 2019. All of that is coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 355 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 355 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actionable insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and man, we had quite a week this week. Uh, So let's get into things and talk first about Facebook and its relevance score. So Facebook is replacing its relevance score. This will start on April 30th, so a little over a month away. The relevance score was introduced in 2015. It was a way to measure whether or not ads were relevant to the audience that they were that advertisers were trying to reach on the Facebook platform. Instead, this relevance score it's actually going to be replaced with three new metrics. So, one, quality ranking. That's going to look at the level of quality an ad has compared to other ads going after the same audience. Engagement rate rating. This is going to evaluate an ad's expected engagement rate compared to ads going after the same audience. Maybe you're noticing a trend here. Conversion rate ranking. That's going to look at how an ad's expected conversion rate compares with ads that have the same optimization goals and, again, are targeted to the same audience. So the metrics, they're going to be made available to advertisers, and it's going to, it's intended at least, to help them evaluate creative and targeting optimizations. As one of the biggest ad platforms out there, advertisers have to work with Facebook, but But often what works and what doesn't work on the platform, it can be a bit of a black box. So these metrics, they're designed or intended at least to be helpful for advertisers questioning why did certain creative or targeting parameters work and why did others not work so well. So it's good to see the relevant score being turned into something that adds a little bit more clarity to what exactly is being measured. It is worth noting that these metrics are predictions and they should be used directionally. They're They are expected results based on Facebook's data. And so some ads are going to perform better than expected. Others are going to perform worse. It's meant to be directional, not directive. All right, let's jump to our next story and talk about Twitter. So Twitter has updated its camera feature within its app by taking a page or two out of Snapchat's app functionality. So now users, they can access the camera by swiping left on the screen versus having to find the feature within the Tweet Composer. From there, users can take a photo, they can shoot a video up to two minutes long, and then they have 240 characters to add a caption. Users who uh, have geotargeting enabled, uh, they're going to be able to choose from suggested locations and related hashtags to add to their content. Twitter says its goal really here is to 
to make it simple to capture what's happening. And unlike stories on Instagram or stories on Snapchat, it's really placing little to no emphasis on selfies. It is about capturing what is happening in the world through the lens of your mobile device. So what's ha- what's perhaps most compelling, though, about all of this is the emphasis Twitter's play going to place on images in the feed. Video and images, they're going to be larger in the feed environment, and images are going to appear before tweet text. So the emphasis is going to be on the visuals versus the text, which has been the case before. Twitter has no plans at the moment to algorithmically emphasize images, but for brands, it's it's worth noting visuals are going to get a lot more real estate and prominence in user timelines moving forward, and that creates a creative opportunity, that creates an advertising and marketing opportunity in terms of reaching users in their Twitter timelines. All right, let's talk about our last one. So this last one is going to be developing quite a bit because Facebook's actually facing a criminal investigation for its data sharing practices, specifically how it allowed more than 100 companies, including Microsoft, Netflix, and Spotify, to actually access user data without user consent. So the investigation, it alleges that Facebook went so far as to allow Microsoft's Bing search engine to view users' entire friends lists without their consent. Spotify and Netflix, they were even able to read some private messages. Facebook argues that the partnerships, they were publicized and nothing was shared without user permission. It also states that it didn't violate any of the terms between Facebook and the FTC that was settled in 2012. So here we are one week after Mark Zuckerberg published his manifesto on plans for a privacy-focused, encryption-fueled future for Facebook. This announcement seemed to be intended to be a reset for Facebook, but we already have, one week later, more details being revealed around just how open Facebook was with user data. The story shows just how deep of a hole Facebook has dug itself, and it's going to be really difficult to see Facebook coming anywhere close to regaining the trust it once had, because really, Every time it looks like it's taking a step forward, it takes seven steps backwards in terms of reframing and re-energizing its its brand and re-energizing the trust that users once had in the platform. All right, that is it for the week's main stories. Now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that didn't get discussed earlier. So YouTube, they've updated YouTube stories to allow users to add AR filters to their selfies. The feature works just like the animated masks on Snapchat or Instagram, but they say they've added in machine learning capabilities to make the masks better able to crop and to stick to user spaces. The feature is only available to YouTube creators at this time, so if you don't have 10,000 channel subscribers or more, don't expect to see these AR lenses anytime soon. Twitter just launched a new experimental app called Twitter, so it's spelled T-W-T-T-R. The app can be used by beta testers to try new features being tested for the main Twitter platform. At the moment, the focus of the app is on a more chat-like presentation for Twitter. Users have, have to apply to have access to the app right now, and right now, Twitter's only letting in about 2,000 Android users. Still, the app may provide more transparency on upcoming features coming to the Twitter platform. Users don't have to sign NDAs, and they've actually already been pretty vocal 
around their thoughts on Twitter's updated conversation thread, saying they look an awful lot like Reddit. A group of television companies, including NBC Universal, CBS, Disney Media Networks, and others, they've come together to create Project OAR, which stands for Open Addressable Ready. The group's goal is going to be to create a new open standard for addressable television ads, all in an effort to offer better targeting of ads to individual households. So really, in short, the group is intended to help TV better compete from a targeting perspective with Google and Facebook. Hulu, they're looking to maintain their momentum of their 48% year-over-year subscriber increase by partnering with Spotify on a new promotion. For a limited time until June 10th, and to a limited number of subscribers, Hulu's ad-supported plan is going to come free for Spotify Premium users. Spotify Premium comes in at $9.99 a month. This isn't the first time Hulu's offered the deal. It offered a similar plan last year for $12.99 a month. Users who signed up last year, they're going to be switched to this new $9.99 price. An update to the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act from 1998 has been introduced in the Senate from Senators Edward Edward Markey and Josh Hawley. The, The update would strengthen COPA to prohibit online ads targeted to children and would require tech companies to share more on their personal information collection practices. Tech companies would also be able to get consent if they collect information from children between 13 and 15. Beyond that, devices targeted to kids will need to meet strict security standards and disclosures should the bill pass. Facebook is making some updates to its potential reach metric, which has been used by advertisers to get an idea of how many people will be reached by an ad campaign. Now the metric will only take people who have seen an ad on Facebook within the last 30 days into account. So previously, the metric included the total number of monthly active Facebook users there were. The goal now is to focus on taking people into account who have actually been using Facebook in ways that would generate an ad impression versus those who are simply spending time in groups or an explore section of Instagram. Apple has set a date of March 25th to unveil its new streaming platform. The details are light, But Apple is reportedly in the process of courting content providers to secure third-party content for its platform that will be available alongside original programming from Apple. This week, Facebook suffered its biggest outage in 15-year history for unclear reasons. Facebook, Instagram, and Messenger, they were all down, along with Facebook Ads Manager, which meant the 6 million Facebook advertisers were unable to manage or run their campaigns. Facebook is extending the watch party experience to TV, meaning users will be able to participate in watch parties on their televisions and not just their mobile devices. The feature is launching to support live sports initially. Spotify is taking Apple to court in the European Union to challenge Apple's 30% fee on purchases made through Apple's in-app payment system. A charge is not levied on Apple Music, so Spotify argues that this puts competitive competi- uh, this puts competitive ser- servers, competitive services at a disadvantage, particularly Spotify. And lastly, Facebook's chief product officer, Chris Cox, and lead for WhatsApp are leaving Facebook. The departures were sparked by Facebook's recent announcements to focus on privacy and emphasize encryption. These are some of the most high-profile departures from Facebook. All right, 
That is it for episode 355 of Brave Bad World. Before I let you go, I do want to hear from you. Send questions, comments, let me know what you like, let me know what you don't like to bravebadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. I can be found on Twitter. That's at T Wigert, T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. Uh, You can also find my personal thoughts and insight on marketing at braveadworld.com occasionally. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.